Welcome, everyone, to episode 485 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Um, well, today's topic is going to be catching up, catching you guys up on the games we've played over the past couple weeks. We, again, kind of skipped a week with an episode. Um, at the end of this episode, well, I think we're going to, what we're going to do is, is uh, figure out a schedule, a night to record. So I can't really do weekend mornings anymore. So we, by the, during the end of this episode, when we're kind of, shooting the crap before we end the episode we'll 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 pick a night and we'll make sure we record on that night it's just easier to have a night be the same night every week i don't know about you will uh yeah i know I your mean, schedule is changing and that's that's fine um we could just switch which night it is but just as long as we know ahead of time like what night we're gonna record i'm good yeah i would say roughly thursday through sunday are probably no goes. But Monday, That's Tuesday, Monday night, Wednesday. Tuesday nights, yeah, fun. Any of those nights is fine. Okay. Does not matter to me. So we can shoot for one of those three each week. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Um. So yeah, we're gonna get everyone caught up with with the stuff we've been playing. I know Will's been doing the four in February stuff. Um. I haven't really played anything new, but I started playing Stardew Valley again since the one point five update finally made it to the Switch. So I'll talk about some of the new stuff in Stardew Valley. There is a lot. I was shocked reading the patch notes at how much new stuff there is. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Fortnite stuff. Um, probably probably won't talk a ton about that, but uh, the festival event for Animal Crossing also was was on Monday, the 15th. So talk a little bit about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anything uh, you want to tease for later on in the episode, Will? Oh, boy. Uh, just some games, some... Uh our week stuff that i want to bring up hopefully i didn't write any of the week stuff that i wanted to bring up hopefully i remember all of it but we'll find out if i remember or not so yeah i've actually got stuff to talk about again it's nice to have things to talk about during my week and not just i didn't really do anything did we record since the super bowl no No, right okay no we should talk about that first um yeah not to change the subject but uh, i know tito Obviously, longtime listener Tito's Bucks fan. Congrats, dude! Reefer uh, as well. I, I, I wondered about Reefer. I wasn't sure if 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 he was he. I thought he was a Tampa Bay fan because he liked the Lightning, or if he did like he does like the Bucks too. Then I believe he is also a Buccaneers fan. The okay. only reason why I didn't message either of them is because I don't have Facebook anymore. So oh, sure. Uh, shout out to you guys, both yeah. fans of the Bucks for I, all I was, ever. Yeah, I was going to email Tito and be like, "Hey, dude, congrats!" But I just. I, I'm an idiot and never got around to it, but yeah. Um, I remember him saying over the summer when we had him on last year, uh, him saying that Tom Brady on the Bucks makes them a Super Bowl contender. I was like, yeah, probably. You know, they'll, they'll probably have a good season. I don't know if they'll contend for the Super Bowl. Um, I don't. I, I didn't. I thought that in my head. I didn't say it out loud. But sure enough, he was yeah. dead on. They contended for a Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Uh, the four of us too, the four thumbstick athletes, we were all rooting for Tampa Bay too. Um, so. Yeah, I've uh, I've gone from hating Brady to loving Brady since I grew growing up a Giants fan and the Giants being the or the Patriots in the Super Bowl twice kind of softened my stance towards Brady. Yeah, and I always really like teams that are highly successful or players that are highly successful. So I've always rooted for Brady. Was rooting for him on the box and was very very happy to see them destroy the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs showed themselves to be highly unlikable. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, definitely. 
Other than outside outside, outside of Mahomes, yeah. I was just yeah, gonna was, say that. Everybody else, I hate everyone on that team. I like Andy Reid a lot as well. Yeah, um yeah. and the coaching staff that, that he has. But other than that, I can't stand any of the Kansas City Chief players. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh I also wanna commend Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't know that I've ever really watched a full game of him, but he does some unbelievable things. Yeah, he was the reason. I mean, honestly, he, I thought he played well. His stats were really bad, but yeah. I thought he played really well. He needed surgery on his turf toe. That dude was uh, half of his drop uh, dropbacks. He was getting uh, rushed and had to do something. He was flinging passes that I've never seen yeah. quarterbacks make to almost being completions. Like, yeah. he laid it all out there yes he did um but it, i mean it was a fun game to watch which which i always enjoy if, if i don't really have any any stake in the game i was rooting for tampa bay but i'm not like a tampa bay fan um so it's always nice to see like a like a good game i, I thought it was a good a good football game you know yeah absolutely so anyway that's enough that's enough asides for now right yeah i'll bring up football again in our week okay uh so we'll talk about it then again but. sounds good all right, well, let's let's hear what you've been playing. How's four in February going? Uh, good and bad. I was uh did so I beat The Witcher. Nice. I completed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll start with that. But I gotta say, I will talk spoilers because the games came out in twenty four fifteen something like yeah, that. It's been out um, for a while. We could do some yeah, spoilers. Talk about it. Uh, I loved it. I think my favorite character in that game was in fact Siri. Yeah, Siri is um, awesome. I seem to remember Corey and Eric maybe not really caring about trying to find Siri when they play. I might be misquoting them. I've been off to do that to them when they're not on because it's funny. But I want to say Eric and maybe Corey were kind of like over it by the time they finished Novigrad. Uh Um, Because I know for a fact Corey stopped in Skellige. Uh, That's when he stopped playing. And Skellige is when I started to love the game. Um, that was my favorite area. I noticed that the game was based on like old English and then like Swedish and Norway kind of because Skellige yeah. was very clearly like Sweden, Norway, like yep. um, those Scandinavian types of- type of area. Yep, just how they were talking and how the the structure was and everything like that. There was snow and then like Velen and Novigrad were the old timey English um, settlements. I just really loved how my biggest complaint playing the game at the start was I thought the controls were kind of bad. The combat was not great, but I noticed the more that I played the game and kind of built, had my build. I looked up a build online um, going, the more I found combat to be fun, the more I messed around with signs. I didn't do alchemy, but I also know that alchemy is not really a thing you need to worry about unless you're doing death March mode Uh um, because that a little bit with the oils helps. So, like, I was just trying to, like, figure out what the game, how to play it, all of that stuff. Um, I ended up not finding the controls to be that bad. I thought the horse stuff was pretty good because a lot of times horses, like, control pretty poorly. I thought that was fine. Yeah. Uh, My only really complaint with control-wise was when you would be following an NPC and you would be stuck between that walk-run and you couldn't, like, keep pace with them. Yeah, so you'd have to walk and then stop, walk and then stop. Yeah, or like, I don't know if it's my controller too, but I would hold down the sprint button and Geralt would sprint and then stop, but he wasn't like, there wasn't, it wasn't a stamina issue. He would just stop like my controller was bugging out. He wouldn't keep a full sprint. And I noticed this in Hitman too. I don't know what the problem is. Might be my controller, but 
Just for whatever reason, when I press R1 to sprint with the two of them, they would never do it. It would be choppy. But like other than that, like I thought the game controlled really good. I thought the Battle of Kermoran was amazingly done. Yeah. Um, I loved that part. I loved that how Geralt found Siri. I thought Siri was dead because of decisions that I made, but uh-huh. in fact, she was not dead. Um, that stuff was all really good. I was disappointed that the wild hunt was just elves in their edgy face. Um, I thought they were going to be like an undead army of some sort or like uh-huh. ethereal beings. Um, so when I found out they were elves, I was a little, little bummed out to be honest, because sure. I was like, ah, that kind of ruins the mystique of everything that was happening and how everything was projections yeah. when they were spawning in. Uh, but that's not anything that I would really complain about. Dan, what was your ending with Siri? What did she end up becoming for you? I had a couple endings because I played it more than once. Okay. Um, I had the one where she continues to be Witcher. Okay. And then I had the one where she ascends to. Yep. So. Okay. Yeah, I had that one too. So I had that was the one that I ended up having. Okay. I think that's um, supposed to be the good ending. Right. Is. I think that's the best ending. it's like a bittersweet yeah. ending it's yeah, like good yeah. because she ascends but also sad because then you know Geralt and Yennefer aren't around as much um yeah. but yeah I just honestly I thought the game what it does best was the quest that it had and yeah. games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey I think do a good job with it too but I also understand why people think that the Witcher is on another level with some of the quests because just some of the writing is so well done I would be like um the one where you go to the uh kira metz has you go into that one tower with the ghosts Mm -hmm. and that lady is like died a horrible death so she's like possessing the tower and all she wants to because she feels that she was abandoned by her her love and like she just wants to be put to peace so Geralt goes out of his way to find that guy and then end up like putting her to to rest finally just so many of those quests were so well done and i didn't do all of them because i was kind of on a time crunch i think i put 56 hours into the witcher 3 okay Uh, so i didn't do a ton of them but i was pretty blown away by all of the side quests that i did like i loved the stuff with triss when you were in novagrad because like the the mages were made out to be these horrible people and they had to escape the city because they're gonna exterminated i thought killing king radovid was an amazing quest too uh that was really well done I hated Dijkstra so much. Oh, yeah. So happy, so happy to kill him by the end. Um, it was just all this stuff that was just really well done and how it built and built. And I didn't know who any of these people were other than Geralt, Siri, Yennefer, and Triss. But like learning these, some of these characters like Dandelion was just like playing. Yeah been fun oh yeah. the other side quest that i really liked was the the vampire who was killing all the the people in novigrad yes um, yeah. you find out it was the coroner yep like that was an amazing quest i loved that it was a, a so much fun yeah um yeah it was just such a solidly like i see why this game is so highly acclaimed and i didn't at first but the more i played it the more i ended up appreciating it and liking it um yeah it, it's not a 10 top 10 game for me but it's definitely in like the top 20 for me uh-huh. um because i really do think very very highly of this game and i actually when i'm finishing four in february i want to get back and play blood and wine and heart of stone because they're both very good i heard that and like part of my build is a cold build uh, and I don't get that until I get mutations and blood and wine. So I don't get to really like do everything with my build that I wanted to do. So uh, I want to dive back into it after I finish the other games. If I'm able to, I'm going to be be a little bit uh, out of time crunch here because I haven't played too many games after I beat The Witcher. I actually just started playing Days Gone today. 
Yeah, because you, uh, you have less than two weeks now. Yeah, I've been working way more than I expected the, like last week. And uh, some of my friends are back. So it's like yeah, harder. And I completely revamped my entire sleep schedule, which I'll talk about during my yeah. week, too. So um, I have a little bit less time for gaming than I did. But I think if I'm efficient, I might be able to get through it. Um, the problem is like Bravely Default 2 and Persona 5 Strikers is coming out as well. Sure. So it's like trying to balance all these games. I have Neo 2 on PC that I want to play as well. So, um, but yeah, I think very highly of The Witcher. I'm really glad I did end up getting to it. And I think the game was pretty amazing. I see why you spoke highly of it. Yeah. So um, I got a question. I mean, how do you think, do you think your opinion would have changed if you had played it six, seven years ago when it first came out? Do you think it would have cracked your top five or top 10? Probably. Yeah. I think it would have been definitely in my top 10 if I played it when it came out. And you know what really annoys me? And I don't know why I did this, because I know you told me not to do this, but I did it anyway. You, I wanted to play The Witcher 1 and 2 before I played The Witcher 3, because I thought, I heard so much about this world and universe. I was like, man, I feel like I should get some background to all of this. So I played yeah. The Witcher 1 and absolutely hated it. I uh, couldn't get through it. And then I just never ended up playing The Witcher 3 because of that. Because I just yeah. like... The Witcher one, it's not that it's a bad game. It was just way it, too dated. It, it doesn't hold up, yeah. Uh Witcher yeah. Witcher 2 holds up okay. That that's mm-hmm. still playable now. Yep. Um, but The Witcher 3 blows both of them out of the water easily. So I actually watched a Witcher 2 lore video, uh, just to tell me like stuff that happened in the game because like I didn't know who some of these people were. Yeah. It hilarious to me, Siri and Yennefer weren't even in yeah. The no. Witcher 2 ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny to me because it was just like Triss and like Vernon Roach were like the characters that from the, in the third one that were in that one. So it was like really funny that they weren't even mentioned. I have no idea on the Witcher one what they did, but yeah. um, I thought like Letho was a cool a- appearance to make. I didn't know much about him until because he was in my game because of the decisions that I made in the beginning of the game. Okay, um, yep. Uh, he was in there and I was like, oh, this guy's cool. I should look him up and didn't realize how big of a player he was in the second game. Um. But yeah, no, I think very, very highly of The Witcher. Um, Another thing I want to talk about is what, one of the times I was most amped up was when you were playing as Siri and you were getting your revenge on the three witches. Yeah. Siri. Yeah. I just remember being on the edge of my seat during that part and being like, I am going to mess these people up. It felt good. I was playing the game and I was like, man, I hope I get to kill these three later yeah and it was yep. awesome that i got to especially because they were going to kill siri yep. and you got to be siri to get revenge i loved that part yep um it that was, that was that one, one of my favorite away? parts in the game one got away right uh, you know it's been too long and you talking about the witcher is making me want to replay it but uh yeah i don't know <laughs> i do I believe recall. one i think she did get away one of them but i don't know if there's a quest to pursue it or kill her or find her or what yeah. what i don't i don't really because i feel like a lot of that stuff that i um happened was from just choices that i made and whatnot i feel like some of it is uh you know changes on depending on what i do i just know i wanted to kill radovid for killing the mages um and then killing non-human species so i was like okay we gotta we got to get rid of this guy. That was like one thing that I definitely wanted to do. So I was glad I actually got a chance to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, The Witcher 3 was a really good game. And I, I agree. I think this game would have been in my top 10 had I played it 
uh, back in the day. But right now, like I just redid my top 10. It's like pretty locked and loaded right now. And I don't yeah. really see anything getting bounced out of it. But I've been saying that since we started. So, yeah, that's kind of how I feel because we're we're rapidly approaching another another top 10 episode. Yeah. Uh, we're f- four, well, 15 episodes away from 500. So, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's changing. I did it preemptively this time just to see where I was at. And I was like, oh, man, some things that I wanted to make it didn't make it. I think I cut a game that I didn't want to cut. I had to make some hard decisions. So it's like sure. it's really like it's a gridlock right now for my top 10 games. Yeah, um, something really special has to come out to break into the top 10. Yeah, and I'm going to be curious to know what this year might do it. If there's anything, you know, yeah. usually I've been noticing every year there's a game that does kind of flirt with the ability to be in a top 10 list for me. Um, I'll be curious to know what uh, what will be the one this year. We'll see. Sure. I don't know. Um, we don't know a lot with, of what's coming out. That's right. Um, Days Gone uh-huh. is the other thing that I've started. And this game got a bad rap on PS4 because I guess of technical difficulties. But on PS5, they did a 60 frames patch. Uh, so that's what I've been kind of playing. I played like maybe three hours today. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just riding around on a motorcycle, killing zombies and taking over uh, bandit camps right now. But the gist of the game is like you and your brother are uh, riding around, I believe, Seattle, the outskirts of Seattle or Washington or something like that. Um, and he gets jumped by some bad guys. They take a blowtorch to his arm, give him three degree burns on his right arm. Uh, so he's in really rough shape and you go out to get bandages and you get introduced to one of the friendly camps in the game uh, where you can trade and customize your bike and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, so that's kind of what I've just been doing. Uh, I like it so far, but the I'd rather play the Witcher more. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, honestly, I think that's a game I would like if I sat down to play it. It seems like my type of game. Yeah, and it's actually for one of the cool things that it does is actually there was a, a bandit camp that had like 14 or 15 enemies that I had to kill. And I find combat a little difficult in that game. I can't just roll up and shoot everyone easily and kill them. Uh, you just die pretty quickly. So I noticed that there was a horde of zombies nearby because the thing in that game was is swarms and they like compact this area and... Um, what I thought of is I'm going to lure the swarm into the camp and run through the camp. So the zombies get to the middle of it and then they spread out to take out the rest of the camp. So I did uh-huh. that and it worked really well. And then they dissipated and I went in and collected all the loot and uh, went to the bunker, got a fast travel area and just walked away and I didn't really have to kill anybody. So they do stuff like nice. that, which is really cool. Um, I think the game, um, I think I'm going to like it the more that I play it. I've just had the Witcher hangover. Um, I should have waited to play the Witcher last, to be honest. Did Days Gone, Spirit Fair, and National Chain first, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't. But Days Gone's like high 20s, low 30s an hour, so I could do that in five days probably if I'm really dedicated. And the other yeah. two are like 20-hour games, so I really think I can do it. Uh, the problem is those, all these other games coming out, and I actually also got Ring Fit Adventure. Um, oh okay the good thing about that game is is i don't want to play it for long stretches of time because i did it today and it killed me and this yeah. was just the starting levels of it um cory almost puked today he said oh, really from playing and, it. and you're physically fit so 
it's showing me that for how fit I am, I'm not fit, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, I'm not very... So what the thing the game does is there's two attachments to it. One goes around your left leg, and you put the Joy-Con in there. And then there's this wheel that you have, and you put the Joy-Con in that. Um, and what it, I'm doing the adventure mode, which is the story mode. And it has you on these levels, and you run in place during the level. So you're running in place. Um, you, if you squeeze the ring like that, because it's pretty flexible, um, it'll shoot out like a blast. And you do that to different things in the environment. Um, and then it has you do things like high knees on stairs, which is uh, you're, you're doing it in place, so it's difficult. And on a cold uh-huh. floor, it's kind of kind of hurts. Um, yeah. And then like you'll get into these things called fit battles, and it's like a, a turn-based battle. And for you to do damage, you have to do these specific workouts. So one of them today was like 35 body weight squats. Oof. Yeah, it was a lot. And I was like, I, you couldn't ask mom if you, t- when next time you talk to her, I was literally, cause I have to do it in the living room because my room, there's not enough room for me to actually play it. Sure. Uh, I took my switch out there and I was moaning a storm up. <laughs> I was tired. I was doing that. Like they had me put the ring above my head and squeeze it like that for delt uh, uh-huh. workout I did two workouts or two levels in like 15 minutes, maybe. And I was like, all right, that's it for today. The game was like, yeah, maybe you should take a break. I was like, yeah, take a break. So, (laughs) so I'm supplementing my dieting right now with like, I do my normal workout where I lift weights, like a lazy slug. I will do like 15 to 20 minutes of that fit gaming is what I call it. And then I go on a three mile walk, which is kind of how I've been doing my days. Okay. It's filling up my day way more than it was before where I was just kind of like maybe deciding to go lift. So that's why I'm a little bit more worried about doing four in February right now. Cause oh, okay. I'm kind of taking up a lot of my time. So uh, that's what I, I like ring fit adventure. I'm going to try and play it five days a week for uh, like I said, to supplement my workouts a little bit more. I think days that I can't get to a gym cause I've been lifting at my friend's house as opposed to going to a gym just cause it's closer. Uh, but on days that I can't do that, I think I'll do ring fit and, it's it i think so far it's been a pretty good workout and i know a lot of people were losing a lot of weight while playing it and i kind of see why um it's not easy i recommend people who want to gamify working out that that might be a good good option for them it's 80 bucks um for everything with the two attachments so really you're buying a game and 20 bucks worth of attachments i think i think it's worth it for people who maybe want to try to getting into fitness because it's cheaper than buying three months at a gym so sure I give that a go and do that for, I don't know, 40 minutes a day. Corey did, does 20. I only did 10 to 15 today. So nice. um, it's tough. I, I, but I recommend it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good thing uh, in the long run. It'll make me a little bit more cardio based instead of just being more bodybuilding. Yeah. So. It's good to have the mix, right? Yeah. I've been trying to be, instead of just getting more and more muscular, I'm trying to, you know, get muscular at, but also be able to run and walk without being out of breath. Cause I don't know <laughs> if it's the, the coronavirus or just being out of shape from being locked up all winter, but it's winter, just like, yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. It's just like, I'm puffing and puffing everything I do and I'm tired all the time. And it's like, it's like, I got to get it together. So that's why I started doing walks and doing the ring fit to try and like, bring myself back to where I was during the summer where I was probably my fittest I've ever been. Sure. But, uh, that's all I've played though, Dan. Um, 
just those three. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the the main thing I've been playing at least over the past four or five days is uh, replaying Stardew Valley again. I noticed uh, I, I don't know if I saw Concerned Ape tweeted or I saw it somewhere, but the 1.5 update was available on consoles. So I I knew once the 1.5 update came out that I would that I was going to jump back in. So um, that's what I did. We also I also played a little bit with my kids. We kind of re restarted our farm that we had started over the summer. Um, so we did we did that a little bit. But uh, the 1.5 update is huge, and I cannot believe all the stuff that's in it. I'm not going to spoil it for for people, but um, the biggest thing that at least I know from the be- beginning uh, of the game is that there is a beach farm now, which um, you know, awesome. I, I, it is awesome. And I could very, very, you know, very much need the beach vibes right now because of how winter and how it's going. At least here we've had another snowstorm and another ice storm and it's been miserable. Uh, so having the beach beach vibes when you're playing Stardew Valley is, is very nice. It it's, it's an aside, but it has gotten a lot colder recently. Yeah. I yep. was saying winter wasn't too bad yet. Uh, it's gotten pretty cold. <laughs> well, aside from the four foot snowstorm that we had, it was pretty the mild. The yeah, yeah, the, it wasn't too. It wasn't too cold. That stuff melted like within a week too. Yeah, because uh, I think it got like up into the fifties after that. But yeah, I will say, Dan, we are a month away from probably the turning of the weather. Sure, we'll get cold weather and some snowstorm still, but at least the general trend will be I know. a little bit better. So. I know. It's it's been nice to not have it get dark at four thirty. That's been a huge change. Well, my favorite part of my day is going for a walk, like close to dusk, and it'd be like an hour, and get back, and it's starting to get dark. But yeah. like it would be dark at as you said four. So it's like yeah. I didn't want to do that. But now it's like six p.m. and it's getting it's finally like dark. So it's like I can do that more now. Um, yep. So yeah, we're definitely getting to the up bet or the upswing of it. But yeah, Stardew Valley, I want to play the uh the 1.5 content, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, I had only intended on like kind of experimenting with it and then that's all I've played for the past 4 days. I'm already in fall. Almost oh, wow. to the end of fall, I'm almost into winter. So that's usually that's probably 15 to 20 hours that I've put in over the past couple days. Uh, but it's 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 so good, you know. It's it's obviously it's Stardew Valley. It's good to begin with, but um, yeah, like you don't see too much of the new stuff. The oh, one of the things that they added is is like a bulletin board in town. So you know how you have the the missions that that are outside of Pierre's shop. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll be like uh, grab me a uh, uh, go fish it. Yeah, grab me a cucumber. That's a good example. Uh, and you get 160 gold. Well, there, there's more involved ones now. So one of the ones I, did, I had to do was I had to chop down a thousand pieces of wood for Robin uh, within Ooh. five days. Wow. So I, I did that. And I think it got me like 2,500 gold. But it also that spirals into them like increasing the items in their shop and being able to uh, use or uh, offer different services. So. Uh, I'm interested to see how all that stuff plays out because I've only ended up doing two. I did I did that one and then I did a fishing one where I had to catch 20 lake fish. Um, but it hasn't gotten to the point, like I said, where I've seen the benefits from that. But it does change the way the way things happen in the game. Um, there is also a separate a new separate island mm-hmm. that I haven't been to yet. 
but there's apparently a bunch of stuff to uh, new quests and stuff to do there. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Is this there, part of Pelican Town, or do you like sail? It's I think you sail. That's the impression that I got. Okay, and it's a completely separate area. There's apparently a farm that's a continuation of your beach, or a beach that or a beach island, desert island that's a continuation of your farm that you can apparently grow crops that are not in season like year round. So is I there also been there a yet. dungeon on this island? There's new dungeons. Yes, there is new dungeons. Um, again, I have not experienced a lot of this stuff. Uh, I'm kind of just. I, I don't know like when it when it's supposed to pop up, but there's like if you look at the patch notes from 1.5, there's so much to, uh, new recipes, new uh, new items, new deck decor house decorating stuff. Um, there's so much. There's also I don't know if this was there in one of the earlier updates, but you know where the train yard is in yeah. Stardew Valley in the spot. Yeah. There's a stairs leading up from there to something else. It's blocked off, and I can't get there yet. I don't know if that was there before, but that's if not, that's something new also. Yeah, that's that's open now. But yeah, there's something up there. It's it's blocked off by something that I can't access yet, but uh, I'll be interested to see what that is. Interesting. Okay. There. Yeah, so, so there's added a ton. There's a ton of new secrets and stuff in, in Stardew Valley, so I'm very excited. Is this the greatest indie game ever? <sighs> I, I, I'm honestly of the opinion that it's one of the best games ever made, period. Like, hands down. I can get behind that. We uh, There's an episode idea that we have logged in the bank, but I want to do it when we have uh, Corey on, too, for another opinion. But top five indie games of all time. Because, like, we honestly, looking at it, we have games like Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, uh, Hades, Pyre. Um, Celeste. So, Corey probably will say Littlewood, like... Yeah, there's a lot Celeste, of really Cuphead. Celeste, yep, Celeste Cuphead, like just amazing games, really. So, yeah, I mean, Stardew Valley is going to be front and center with that because I mean, this game has so much longevity. A couple streamers that I follow still play it to this day. Yeah, like, one plays it probably three nights a week, four nights a week. It's like it has legs. People still yeah. love it, and yeah. I mean, it's one of the most charming games ever. Um, it killed a whole genre of games like Harvest Moon. <laughs> yeah, no. Why? Why would you play that if you could just play Stardew Valley? Exactly. And there's a Harvest Moon coming out beginning of next month, and I'm just like, why? Yeah, no one's gonna play it. Yeah. So, so and it, you know what? It was only fifteen dollars. That's the most mind-boggling part. I between PC and Switch, I'm probably almost three hundred hours into Stardew Valley, and I bought it twice. Which, darn. I spent thirty dollars on Stardew Valley copies, and yeah, three three hundred hours ish. Yeah, I've uh, I've never been against people buying the same game multiple times on different consoles because especially, I think that's the ultimate. Yeah, it's the ultimate support of it, especially yeah, for exactly. Stardew Valley. I'm I'm I would buy it on everything. Uh, I did have it on mobile. Uh, it was part of the play pass though. I didn't I didn't actually buy it, but I did play it on mobile. It's perfectly playable on mobile. I don't know when the update's coming to that, but. Yeah, I've also played it there. It's it's not ideal, but um, I, I think Switch is definitely the best way to play it, at least for me, because it's you know mobile and, and and on the TV. So yeah, so that's Stardew Valley. Uh, I can't say enough good things about that game. It's it's ridiculously good. So uh, I played that. I played 
uh, Animal Crossing had its festival uh, event, which to me seemed a lot like like a Mardi Gras type of thing. Oh yeah, that's um, today, isn't it? Is it today? Was it today? Maybe. It, yeah, I could see that because they had the event yesterday. Uh, it was called Festival, and it was all about dressing up in like sparkly outfits and and collecting feathers. And there was this very flamboyant peacock named Pave, and he wanted you to collect feathers for him, and he gave you recipes for for bringing him feathers. It was silly, but it was it was fun. Um, Mardi Gras is today. Okay. COVID has complicated the celebration of it, though. Oh, come on. Which is... I expected, I guess. Yeah. That stinks. <laughs> you did Mardi um, Gras celebration. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of that? That's not Mardi, Mardi Gras. No. Mardi Gras is all about excess. I'm sure Florida and Texas are having a Mardi Gras celebration. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how big it is outside of... I'm sure places have celebrations for it, but it, it, the main thing is is obviously New Orleans. Yeah, New I Orleans. just say, I say it as in Texas and Florida have been just absolutely living it up since what June. Yeah, probably yeah, more or less. Been going hard. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was a fun event. There was there wasn't too much of that. the The new thing that's coming in March is they're doing some sort of Mario crossover. Uh, I don't know what that entails. There's a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, of course, uh, because we're recording now. Uh, it's a 50 minute one, so I'm sure they're going to detail the they're going to detail the, some Smash Brothers stuff. I'm sure they're going to detail the Animal Crossing, but they're also going to be talking about some games that are coming out soon. Wow. I guess it's stuff that's not not been mentioned. They might have some bravely default, but yeah, it's fifty minutes, and of course, it's tomorrow at five o'clock, which is the absolute worst time they could possibly have it. Mm, I um, hate that's, that time. That's right when I'm like cooking supper for everybody, so I'm gonna try my best to watch it. If not, I'll just watch it later. Um, but I like to catch those things live. Um, so yeah, Animal Crossing uh, Fortnite is is going going relatively well um the only thing i have to talk about is my, my daughter's been interested in playing the like specialty modes that the games that they're games that like people create and mm-hmm. we did one called the pit um and it was like 45 minutes long and it was just whoever could have whoever could get the most eliminations uh, oh, wow. was the winner and it was just 45 minutes you got to pick whichever weapons you wanted um and i ended up crushing it in that yeah, uh, I had I think I had 130 eliminations Ooh. in 40, roughly 45 minutes. I think the next closest person had like 62. Mm. So I was pretty. Do happy your with kids that. think you're a gaming god at this point? Yes, which yeah. is is nice for now. <laughs> I know that I know they'll they'll come to the realization that's not actually true at some point. But um, yeah, no, I'm definitely a little bit worshipped right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could go pro. Yeah, I'm a long ways away from that, but um, I like to be able to hold my own in games, you know. And I would like to stave off them being able to beat me in games for as long as humanly possible. As you should. Um, I'm not going to take it well when they're finally able to to beat me at, at games. So uh, my my oldest son his his he's kind of drifted away from from anything competitive, and he mostly plays Minecraft. Um, so. He's taking the basically the Murtha approach to gaming. Yeah. Yep. 
you get to a certain level and then you just kind of taper off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no matter how hard I try to be like, I'm going to get good at this game, I almost never do. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still surprised I've gotten as decent as I have at Fortnite. I, I still haven't taken that next step and, and learn how to build properly. I can build the, like, you know, travel, but, like, as far as helping me in fights, I, I haven't really taken that step yet, but... Yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. You're the last great hope of the thumbstick athletes. Yeah. Well, it's too late for me. Unless they come up with, like, a Fortnite seniors division. <laughs> seniors division. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. Yeah, you never know. Maybe uh, some just start streaming and maybe some people will. uh... Yeah, I I wanted to get back into streaming, but there's just there's literally no time for anything. Yeah, Um, I should stream behind. Yeah, I've gotten way behind on all content creation and stuff. It's just but we've been so freaking busy all the time. Yeah, there's just no no time for it. Well, when you have five kids, yeah, five kids and. Uh, luckily the computer business is picked back up too. So there's, there's that nice. on top of everything. Yeah, it's good. Cause it was really slow for a while. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't think I played anything else so we can, uh, get into nibble bits. Sure. I, I think I probably, I probably played something short for a little while, but nothing to, nothing to write home about. So let's take a second and call up some news stories. There was big stuff that I wanted to cover, but I, I don't remember what it was at this point. So I, I have my nibble bits up, Dan, if you want me to go, let's hear it. Uh, I did this, I think last time, uh, but just to reiterate, BlizzCon. Wow. I messed it up last time too. BlizzCon online begins February 19th, which is going to be this Saturday. I do declare, uh, it'll be Saturday and Sunday. Is that right? Friday and Saturday. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Friday and Saturday. Um, They did say that there will be no Overwatch 2 or Diablo 4 announcements, but we should get some details on some of that stuff. Um, uh, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone. I really do think the Diablo 2 remaster is going to get announced too um, because they skipped it last year. They have to have something that's big, and there's been a lot of rumors going around with the Diablo 2 remaster. So that should be a thing, or remake, whatever it is they're doing with that. Um, Hopefully it's better than the Warcraft 3 one. Um, But that's happening. This news story really bothered me because, well, I'll just read it. CD Projekt Red hackers reportedly sell Cyberpunk 2077 code following a $7 million auction. With that was The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and then uh, the Gwent code and also The Witcher 3 unreleased builds too, uh, which could mean anything. Could be the uh, next-gen port or current gen port they're working on whatever this really bothered me um this is a hacker group called hello kitty that did that and tried to ransom it cd project red they weren't said they weren't going to do it buy back buy back their stuff glad they didn't but yeah get a life people like yeah, are you that bought her at cd project red that you felt the need to hack into them to steal their stuff like people need jobs and it bothers me because they profited off of that big time. Yeah. yeah. They should not profit off of that. Nope. You should be thrown and, in jail for stealing. And people who are applauding that, like, I don't know. There's just so much more to life than that. Like I'm, I know cyberpunk 2077 had a bad launch, but I don't know. I just don't think that that's the answer for anything yeah. ever. I mean, I think anything with anything, it's 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 buyer beware, you know. Uh, 
I had a conversation with with one of our listeners about Nintendo and their uh, being sued by by people for Joy-Con drift. It's like, you know, I've experienced a lot of Joy-Con drift, and I never thought like, oh, I need to sue Nintendo. Like, give me a freaking break, man. You so know? Dan <laughs> leads me to my next story. Oh, was that next up on your list? First PS5 DualSense drift lawsuit filed against Sony Interactive <sighs> Entertainment. I was going to ask you what you thought, because I, like you, just said, I have Joy-Con drift and one of my sets of Joy-Cons. I also was not like, I'm going to sue Nintendo. I know my PlayStation 5 controller is probably going to break because of the trigger stuff. Uh, I don't know. I just know game controllers just wear out. I don't know. I just, a lot of this, I I think the biggest problem is, is this stuff's expensive. Um, And I think a lot of people get really upset because they do probably spend some money they shouldn't on new gen stuff. Uh, And I'm sure that it really sours them if they get issues early on like that. So like, I do get it, but I don't know. I've broken controllers. I've slammed controllers on the ground. Like I know controllers break from wear and tear and over usage so yeah. I know it's part of the part of the deal. Um, so I don't know. I don't necessarily like that, but I mean, I guess gaming community is going to do whatever. Yeah, it's ugh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, especially especially with the Nintendo Joy Cons, I can't speak to the PS5 because I haven't experienced any of that stuff. But you know, they offered to repair them for free, and they took a break on that when when COVID first started. But I'm pretty sure they've gone back to fixing drifting joy cons for free it's inconvenient yeah because you're going to be without your joy cons for a couple weeks but get a 15 dollars pro controller from amazon you know like it's i i have i have several uh like switch controllers that, that i use that that were cheap and work pretty well yeah. uh you can even get aftermarket joy cons they're probably not quite as good but um yeah, I mean, I, I think most of our Joy Cons actually are are broken, and I have to get them get them sent back. Well, you have kids, um, like. Well, yeah, my son has ruined f- two sets of Joy Cons on his on his Switch just yeah. him alone. So, yeah, those it, are gonna get sent back. Yeah, I mean, kids, <laughs> kid, kids are like a bull in a china shop with stuff. Like, yeah, I'm. They're aware that they are holding electronics, but they don't know how easily they can break. Like they don't realize that until they do it a bunch. And then I'm Max will learn his lesson and that'll be that. So you have kids. Of course, all of them are going to break, you know? Yep. I guess it's just like, it's a balance between are these actually shoddily made? I don't know that. I don't really, I'm not um, a technician on this stuff. So I have no clue, but my stuff holds up well for the most part. So that's all I can ask. But. Yeah, I mean, to to me, I I feel like the only way that you could get away with a lawsuit is if they knowingly sold like a, a faulty product, yeah, like it didn't work out of the box. And that's that's not the case, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say I highly doubt they knew. No, you know. No, I mean, I and you know what? Like, I have a, a couple Joy Cons that are, the my gray ones that I got when I bought my system are still fine. They drift a teeny, teeny, tiny little bit once in a while, but they're they're largely fine. Yeah. Uh, it's the the neon ones that 
that my son got with his switch and then i bought a pair of neon ones like separate yeah the red and blue um those are the ones that have experienced a lot of drift and, and are all broken now yeah so maybe we're giving sony and nintendo too much credit by saying that we don't think that they would sell i don't think they would i really i really don't um I mean, there's probably a lot of usage scenarios that they just can't predict, you know, like you said, slamming the controllers and uh, abuse like it's, uh, you know, what what yeah. kind of stress tests are they running on these things? It's probably not a real real world usage scenarios, you know? Yeah, I guess like if you get frustrated and like just like lightly toss it under your bed or something like, I don't know, I do that. Um, I do the the thigh pound, you know, with my controller in my hand. Yeah, that probably doesn't isn't good for it. I did it with my Xbox controllers a dozen times last night because I played my friends in NHL. Sure, <laughs> so exactly. Those will probably break at some point. Uh, I'm gonna pound out these last two real quick, Dan. Uh, yep. Microsoft is releasing an official Xbox wireless headset coming out March 16th for a hundred dollars. I don't know if you saw it, Dan, but I think it looks really, really, really nice. It um, does look nice. It's nice. It's like, it's very low key, which yep. I like about it. So actually the first comment that I saw on the Destructoid article was that's pretty nice. Like the cups are deeper, like the newer PlayStation brand ones, which I also love. It's nice to see gaming accessories taking a step away from those horrendously gaudy designs. And I, am fully in agreement with that i think some of the designs like i've been looking up a lot of stuff on amazon uh because i've been working on like buying more of the extra stuff for my pc that i wanted to do but didn't want to spend an extra five six hundred dollars and some of the like speaker headsets and headphones were just like so ugly looking that i was like oh god um but i think this xbox control or this xbox headset is like perfect i'm actually even considering getting one because i do want an xbox mic um for when I play stuff with friends on there. So like, I'm kind of interested in it. It sucks. It's a hundred dollars, but I mean, you can use it on your PC. You could use it for both, even though I have a PC headset already, but I don't know. I think it looks really nice. And I like the direction that both Sony and Microsoft have gone with their accessories. I think they've done uh good work on them. Yeah. The, the premier accessories are, are a good thing. Yeah. Even the Sony stuff I really like too. Um, Last but not least, this new little game that I knew nothing about, Valheim, Dan, has sold 2 million copies in two weeks. I, that was going to be what I was going to talk about was, was Valheim. Um, I'm really interested in Valheim. Is this like as a Nordic crafting adventure? It, yeah, it's, it's labeled as. It's, it seems like it's like Rust, but in, okay. it's set in a Nordic theme. Okay. I've been seeing this game just literally explode over the last like week. Um, I didn't know much about it. I... Also, this isn't my style of game, but also best of luck to the developers. I hope that it uh, um, is successful. Well, obviously, it's successful, but hopefully, yeah. like, you know, they have um, good luck with it and uh, finish it, get it out of early access. I think it's in early access. Yeah, I, I've yeah. got to pop into a stream and, and watch a little bit of it because I haven't haven't checked up on it yet. I've actually done like a 180 on the, the early access stuff. I actually kind of like when games do early access just to like get it out there um, yeah. as long as they do complete it. Um, so I think this is awesome for them and it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. So um, yeah, good on them. Yeah. Five people made this game, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what's the name of the Iron Gate Studios? So nice. two million copies. That's uh, that's really crazy. Yep, they're rolling in the dough right now. 
Our goal is to pretty much cover our development costs so we continue to exist as a studio and continue working in Valheim. I guess our future is safe for quite a while now. <laughs> <laughs> good for them. Yeah, good for them. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, I was going to talk about Valheim and then I the Nintendo Direct thing I wanted to talk about. So I'm, I'm all set. Will, how was your week? It was good. Um, bring it back to football really quick. I kind of wanted to give a shout out uh, to the Around the NFL podcast. That's a our personal podcast favorite football podcast. Me and Corey listen to it. Eric really likes it too. But uh, uh, one of the four people that are that's on it, uh, Wes has recently passed away um, from cancer, and it sucked because I've been listening to that podcast for like three years, Corey even longer, and I was so excited for their Super Bowl episode. Uh, I was like, couldn't wait. I was really excited about the Super Bowl. And the episode that they put out was the one where they are announcing that Wes had passed away and talking about everything that happened. So it was really, really a giant bummer because he did he pass away, I think, Friday. So two days before the Super Bowl. So uh, it's a really sad story. Uh, I love that podcast. And it was he was in rough shape for the last year. Uh, if you listen to it regularly, you would know that he was battling. Uh, and only on sparingly at that point and just not anymore for like two and a half weeks. So that was a really sad thing. Uh, so best of wishes to the family and everything and everybody on that podcast. But uh, on lighter news though, uh, I kind of been working on, I've been miserable uh, going to bed at like four or five in the morning and waking up at 11, 12 or one. So I recently started going to bed at like 12, 1230 Dan with the use of melatonin and then waking up between eight thirty and nine. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I'm way more productive and happy. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think, I think it's going to be very beneficial because man, going to bed at like five. Yeah. It's, just... it, it's fine for a little bit of time, but if you get, get into that routine, like normally that's, yeah. that's tough. It's tough it... to break out of too. Yeah, it is. It took me all of January to like start getting into that groove and part of February. I was like, I got to put some work in. Uh, the problem is, though, is work. The hours are going back to normal. We are not closing at 10 anymore. We're closing back at 11. So it's like I would be getting out of work and getting home by like maybe one in the morning anyway. So doing another hour, uh, that's going to really complicate things. So I'm kind of kind of bumming about that, uh, especially if I'm going to be working more. It's going to ruin everything that I've worked for with that so to figure out how i'm gonna combat this uh this new change while things are slowly getting back to normal so yeah um it's cut back on my game time tell you i did most of my gaming between 10 at night to five in the morning sure uninterrupted completely yeah the the, wit during the witching hours yeah because most normal people are sleeping at that point so um yeah so i've been doing that uh like i had another thing but i don't know yeah it's probably not that important okay um yeah i've got a couple things the first is that so i've got got my new phone which i'm very happy with yeah thank you the galaxy note 20 ultra it's their top of the line one yeah Um, very very much like i i like having the stylus back again uh, it's got a bunch of neat features with it, like motion controls for controlling apps and taking pictures and stuff. Um, but the biggest plus for me uh, is that the screen is 120 hertz. Oh, yeah. So s- scrolling through apps is glorious. Yeah. 
I haven't done too much gaming on it. Scrolling through apps is glorious, or, or like searching the web is is glorious in 120 hertz. Uh, I mean, we talked about how much better everything is at higher refresh rates. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Pokemon Go at 120 hertz is glorious. Yeah. Oh, it it's so smooth that I I, I don't know. It's, it took you a minute to probably fun. adjust, right? No, I mean I'm I'm used to it now because of because of I play Fortnite at 160 mm, yeah. hertz or whatever, um, so I I I've, I've grown accustomed to it. My wife, so my wife got the Galaxy S21, which also has 120 hertz, and it made her dizzy, so she had to turn it back to 60 hertz. <laughs> yeah, um, so, uh, but I I love it. It's so smooth, and I it's a like I had the Pixel 3 XL, which was a decent phone, but it, I mean it was starting to show its age. Yeah, uh, this phone has 12 gigabytes of RAM, which is a lot. Wow. for a phone. Yeah. Um, so like there's no it doesn't stutter at, at all ever, uh, which is great. Um, so, yeah, really happy with my with my phone so far. Uh, I think uh, both your guys's phones have a moon mode where you can actually take like a good picture of the moon because on most phones, it can't get a good quality picture. Yeah. Um, just of how how everything is but i believe both of your guys's phones i know val's definitely but i think yours too does has like yeah. a moon mode where you can actually take like a really good picture of the moon yeah uh the cameras i mean it's it i don't think it's as quite as good well there's good things and bad things about about the camera the the like night shots not night shots but poorly lit shots are a little blurry I, i've got to figure out how to use it it's it's different. It's got a lot more features than my Pixel. My Pixel um, kind of did all that stuff for you, yeah. Um, but you didn't have as much like leeway, right? So mm-hmm. um, it, I don't know if it was AI that that did all the pictures, but they always came out like super sharp. But you, like I said, you didn't have a lot of options. This one takes blur, blurrier, like low light shots. Um, but it's because I got to mess with the settings. Um, but other than that, like it's got, cause it's got three different lenses. It's got a normal lens. It's got a telephoto lens and it's got a wide angle lens, which is also really cool to take, take pictures with. Um, so I, I'm still tinkering with all that stuff. Um, yeah. And once you go into the pro mode, you can adjust the aperture and shutter and all that stuff, step depth of field and all that. Hold it up uh, to the camera real quick. I want to see what it looks like. Yeah. So I got the, um, it's like a bronze color. Yeah, I like that. Take it out of the case, yeah. Oh yeah, it's also huge. It's almost oh, yeah. se- almost seven inches. That's a pretty big phone, and it's yeah. all screen too, which is cool. It's all screen, yeah. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing that I disliked about my Pixel was the freaking notch on the top. Yeah, and this doesn't have it. This has a, a hole punch like in the middle. Um, yeah, which is it's fine. Um. But yeah, I'm really, really happy with it. It's nice. It's nice to be back on the Samsung train. I've had the Note Five and and Note Seven. I think it was seven. No, Note Eight, Note Five, and Note Eight. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only other phones that I think uh, really can go at Apple is the Samsung phones. Yeah. I think they're the only ones that do a really, really good job. Definitely. Uh, yeah, the build quality is is superb. Um, the only thing that is not as good on this phone that, that my pixel was better at was, uh, speakers, the speakers on the pixel were really, really good. And this one's just not quite as good. Well, they Um, need those to spy on you. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. So. Um, but like when I when I would watch a video, um, if I didn't have my my earbuds in, um, the the speakers on the Pixel Three were were really good, and and the ones on this are are a little more tinny and not quite mm-hmm. as loud, um, not quite as clear. So, but that yeah. but that's literally the only only thing that's not as good. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Uh. Last last episode, I had mentioned that I bought myself some Dogecoin. Yeah. Um, which I have since sold, uh, but mostly because I wanted to get out of the Robinhood app. So I, I, I had bought some Dogecoin. I had bought some Ethereum on Robinhood, but Robinhood is not good because you don't actually own the the coins. So you have no access to them. So um, so then if like if they Robinhood decides for whatever reason they want to shut down your account, they can shut down your account. You don't get your coins. Whereas most other coin exchanges, you can get the coins off the exchange and put them in a wallet so they're safe, so they can't get hacked or stolen from you. Or if your account gets shut down, then you can just transfer them into a different exchange. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten I've I've kind of fully immersed myself in the cryptocurrency world. Uh, I'm still learning. I've only been doing it for like 10 days, but I, I opened a, a, a Gemini account. New York state is very limited in who they allow people who, who, which companies they allow you to uh, exchange uh, cryptocurrencies in. So I think we only have maybe three options. Robinhood being one of them. uh, Coinbase is one. And then I use Gemini. Mm -hmm. Uh, There might be one more. Uh, You can use a VPN to get access to other accounts. But they can get shut down if they know if you forget to set up your VPN, uh, because New York State is so um, anal about. No. They don't let us. Ha- they don't let us have fun. Is basically what it boils down to. Yeah, they don't let us sports gamble unless we go to like a legit bookie thing. Like it's annoying. Yeah, it's very annoying. Um, so yeah, I, I started investing in some, some, I, st- I, I still have some doge that I, that's on Robinhood. So what happened was uh, the money that I put into the app, I, I sold my, I sold my Ethereum, I sold my doge. I, I made a little bit of money off of that. And then I withdrew that money, but they give you a free stock when you join and, and activate your card on there. Uh, so I sold that stock as soon as I could, but that money I can't remove for like 90 days. Uh, so I used that. It was like five fifty or something. I used that to buy some more more Dogecoin mm-hmm. um, while it was in a dip. So I'll see if that goes up, and then I'll sell it. Yeah, I thought Elon Musk was talking about wanting to buy it up. Um, yeah, there's a I lot forgot. of weird weird things happening with Dogecoin. Yeah, it's uh, it's I, he ex- I I don't know his exact quote, so uh, I don't want to put words into the mouth of our savior Elon, but <laughs> it was something like he doesn't want people to have he, shares he, of not owning it, so he, he wanted to he buy wants it. large holders to sell their stock or sell their coins back into into circulation. Okay, so that's which why. would drive the price down. So I don't know, I don't know why that would be, but. Um, so there, there was a big controversy over Dogecoin. Uh, I'll talk about my other coins in just a second. Um, there was a big controversy over Dogecoin because the, it was discovered that there was one account that had like billions of dollars worth of Dogecoin in it, and no one knew who this mysterious Dogecoin holder was. Uh, and it turns out it's possibly Robinhood, like the app that owns all this Dogecoin. <laughs> That's what people I... think. 
<laughs> I don't think I'm going to do any of my stuff on Robinhood. Yeah. <laughs> the more no. I hear. No, that they, uh, they yeah, they've done some shady things. Like I said, the only reason I'm still even using that is cuz I couldn't take my money out from the the stock that they give you, so I just reinvested that in some in some doge. I think it, there's other apps that do what yeah. Robin has does, right? Yes, like, yes but... there is. There's uh, like TD Ameritrade has one. Uh, there's a few of them. If you're interested in doing that, just just search around. Okay. Uh, the stock market is not nearly as regulated as the cryptocurrency markets, in, especially in New York, because New York is the center of finance in the U.S., so you have lots of options for that. So The most um, corrupted uh, money state ever. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I decided um, rather than piss my money all away that i would just invest in some cryptocurrencies so um i have since i've bought some ethereum i bought some ave and then i have one that i'm going to keep a secret for now because i think it might it might blow up someday okay uh, so i'm acute I'll, I'll tell you off air will but um i'm, I'm gonna keep this one on the down low for now um yeah. it, it, and see if, see if it explodes and if it does i'll i'll talk about it but um it was an inexpensive one, so I've been able to accumulate a fair amount of, of coins in it um, without spending that much. I've only, I think I've only invested like 50 bucks. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, the cryptocurrency markets are kind of on in a, in a bull run right now, so uh, lots of stuff is, is, is primarily going up. They've been in, in a dip over the past couple of days, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been fun to learn the whole, whole world of it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, so yeah, I have Ethereum. I have one called Ave, um, which is one that I can earn interest on. So okay. I can earn, I think it's like five percent interest, and it's calculated every day. Uh, so that's one uh, like a buy and hold to earn interest on. Um, and then so I bought, and then I bought the coin that's that's an inexpensive one that I think is going to explode. And then I've been using my desktop to uh, mine Ethereum. But I'm wow. getting paid in Bitcoin, uh, so I've made about fifty dollars in Bitcoin uh, from from doing that. So, Dan, you've <laughs> yeah, you've become between you going into the cryptocurrencies, playing Fortnite. You really <laughs> you've well, transitioned. I'm going, off, I'm going off the deep end. Uh, <laughs> I love it though. No, I think that's yeah. awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of it is, uh, I wanted to learn something new. Uh, yeah. I wanted to take 2021 to learn something new. So uh, I'm learning, like, cryptocurrency trading strategies. I don't really have the money to, like, trade right now. I need a little bit more of a, a nest egg to do that. Um, but a lot of the, like, a lot of the strategies transition into, like, trading on the stock market. A lot of them are the same the same type of, um, uh, like, algorithms that are used to calculate or, or predict uh increases in the stock market are predict predictors in the in the cryptocurrency market so um it's funny because i build stock trading computers but i decided to get into cryptocurrency <laughs> it's kind of weird but well honestly i've always been i've been saying for quite a few years now that like how people transition from kind of being you know lower to middle class to like middle class ish like how you break out of that is by doing a lot of the stock market stuff and yeah. investing and doing all of that and with like the industry that i work in like being in a restaurant for the time being like i see these people every weekend it's the same 
people all the time spending one, two, three hundred dollars downtown buying drinks, food, all of this stuff all the time. None of them take the sacrifice to be like, let's save this three hundred dollars and put it into the stock market. And like that- a lot of people like to hate on the rich which it's definitely warranted a lot of the time, but also not a lot of people are willing to take the risk to put money into the stock market to try and take that next step. And it's just from my experience of what I see in people in the industry that I work in, that these people just waste their money on this stuff to try not to, yeah. to do more with it. That, and, that, and that's exactly right. That's a lot of the reason why I started doing this was to break out of that cycle. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to make, make your money work for you. Like I said, a lot of the, some of the cryptocurrencies that I own, I, I, I can put up for, uh, uh, and, and just because I have them in my, in my account, like I get, I get, uh, decent interest rates, like more, way more than I would if I put it in a bank, you know? So, and, yeah. and, but, but, but a lot of what I, what I, the reason why I wanted to learn all this was be to break out of that cycle. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, that's, it all boils down to wanting to move my family out of Florida, like or out of New York to, to Florida or someplace in the South. Florida's our, our number one target for right now. Um, but, but that like 2021 has been the year where we're paying all of our debt off. It's going to be the year where we pay all of our debt off and, and prepare ourselves to move. Cause we want to get out of here. Like you would not believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all part of that. You know, it's, it's, it's learning, learning new things and, and, that sort of stuff so yeah definitely and yeah i like that you're taking that uh that chance on that stuff because like i just started doing investing um for my future too and it feels good because like i'm realizing not a lot of people are doing that yeah um so like i've been trying to get people to be like no like do this like you really you don't have to put in that much to start because we're all pretty young like you can do two three hundred dollars a month and that's all you really need to do and like once you get a career like it's really easy yeah um yeah just like take a take a chance because like being a server or a bartender right now like i do enough money to do that and it's like a very fortunate to do that so like i've been i'm glad that like you're also doing it um i know Corey has some interest in it so a lot of my friends started doing it like i said to you off air dakota and evan we have a stock market group chat where the three of us talk about this stuff now yeah it's fun it's like yeah as that's like we're now out of like the early 20s into the mid 20s and like this is like a natural progression (laughs) yeah yeah, it, I I feel like we've kind of been prepared for all of this sort of stuff, you know, like, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, the cryptocurrency market is obviously a lot more volatile and, and more there's more risk involved than than the traditional stock market. But uh, there's also the chance to make insane amounts of money, you know, if you if you are uh, well researched or if you get in on the right time, like if the people that got in on Bitcoin. Uh, and Ethereum, and even like there's people that made hundreds of thousands of dollars off of smaller coins if they just got in at the right time. Which is, like I said, one of the reasons why I'm I'm uh, keeping the one one of the ones I on on down low so I can accumulate as much as I can before it kind of takes off. Yeah, um, that's my that's my path to glory for right now. Um, but yeah, but and and then you know I'm I'm accumulating Bitcoin and Ethereum, which are the like the standard blue chip uh coins as, as yeah. much as i can and, and just like i'm trying to not waste my money like for the, up until now you know i've just thrown my money away uh and, and you know again it's it's 
making your money work for you. You know, I probably will uh, put some money in the stock market too. Um, I'll ask my boss, who's a trader, uh, you know, for a few tips here and there for mm-hmm. getting started and 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 go from there. Uh, but yeah, for right now, I'm I'm trying to flush out my or flush out my cryptocurrency portfolio. Yeah. Well, it's just like. Could you imagine, Dan, just like one day making $200,000 and then like pulling that money out? Like, yeah. do you know how that's life changing? Yeah, exactly. And it hap- and it happens. It really it does. does. Yeah, absolutely. So when, when the GameStop thing happened, one of my good friends, Ryan, showed me one of his stories on his Snapchat. One of his friends took a picture of his, his uh, stocks during all of that with GameStop and AMC. And the caption was, my life just changed. And yeah. that dude, I don't know how much he made, but it was a lot of money. And it's like, that's a close to home example of that situation changing someone's life. Yeah. In like one hour period. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, and you know what? If, if it doesn't end up working out like that, like at least it was fun. And that's again why I'm, I'm putting money into Bitcoin and Ethereum because they're the, the the standard ones that, you know, some people are predicting Ethereum right now is... I don't know, like 1600. Part of the fun too is like getting on my app every 10 minutes and checking the the prices. Yeah. Uh, I have a chart that I put up on my computer that I like to have up. So Ethereum right now is 1750. A lot of people are predicting that that's going to get up to 100K by the end of the year. Really? Um, Yeah. So a share? Yeah. Uh, And then Bitcoin may may get up to 300,000 by the end of the year that's wild yeah that it i sounds, mean that's just that's just predictions no one knows for sure but that sounds like worth putting a hundred dollars of stock into ethereum yeah uh, that's that's what i said and you know it, even if it doesn't go up that high it's probably gonna go up yeah so you know you'll make a little bit of money yeah it's uh, uh the GameStop thing really brought socks into well, I'm sure these hedge fund people are so mad about everything right now with this. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the cryptocurrency stuff too. Like, it's 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 trying to. A lot of them are go, trying to replace like traditional banking. Yeah, uh, which I think is is very cool. Uh, I'm all for that that sort of thing. Um, decentralized decentralized banking, decentralized finance. I, I love all that stuff. Um, and yeah, the, 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 well, the GameStop thing is what got me interested in Doge. And when I got, when I bought some Doge, I started doing research on other cryptocurrencies and that's what got me into it. And, and, you know, the, the, my attempt to break out of the, the cycle of just wasting money all the time on, on crap, you know? Yep. So. <laughs> I still we'll do see. it as much as like I've been saving. I still waste money. Like I don't yeah, need to well, buy Neo too. Ever yeah, everyone's gonna you know everyone's gonna have a little bit of money waste. But I, like I like for the most part, don't have anything to show for for my money. You know, it, it, I don't feel like I change that much. I just it, you know when I get paid for my computers, I'll just invest half of it. You know, and and yeah, it, I don't. You don't miss it. Yeah, if you don't if you don't see it, like that's why I get more taxes taken out of my paychecks than um than like getting more money in a paycheck because it's like I don't see it, so it's like whatever. What you're supposed to do if you do get into investing, what you're supposed to do is make it so you pay nothing in taxes or very little in taxes. Yeah. Because then you take that money and invest it, and that's gonna make you a lot more than if you get a big tax return. That's a tip I learned back in the day. What my te- my so I had a business teacher in high school. Um, his name was Mr. Witty. 
Uh, he probably wasn't still there when you were there. No, I had Williams as my uh, econ and business. It wasn't econ. It was business. Like they were business classes. They lo- they offered business in high school. Yeah. Wow. I took what? I took business classes instead of um, instead of uh, Spanish. You oh, Spanish, okay. so yeah. But yeah, I had a teacher that got in on the ground floor of PayPal. Oh and wow! Who's now super wealthy because of that? I remember. I specifically remember. I remember he came into class. He had just gotten off the the phone with his financial planner or whatever. He's like, "Yeah, I just bought a bunch of stock in a company called PayPal." And I bought a bunch of stock in a company called SanDisk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wonder how much money he has now. A lot. Uh, my, I mean, my wife knows a little bit about him because she she works at the school that that we went to now. So I'll have to ask her about it. But yeah, she he's she's like he's super wealthy. I'm like I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Because I was there when he bought PayPal stock way back in the day. See, that's what and that I... that was that was in like 2000, I think, yeah. or, or 2001. I was in high school, so. Man, I couldn't imagine how much money he ended up making. Elon Musk there, PayPal. Exactly, exactly. Making Um, a lot of people. I wanted to get a Tesla stock, and then I saw it's like $890 for a stock. I was like, ooh. I think it's $1,800. Is it $1,800? Did I misread it? $1,500. It's it's, it's over $1,000, I'm pretty sure. It was was so much, I was like, okay, that's not happening. You can own parts of, of a stock. Like I thought about that too. Yeah, like my my I, I I'm almost accumulated one one thousandth of a bitcoin. That's my okay. How much I have? So we're gaining on one. Yeah, that's, I've got a long <laughs> way to go. I think it's about fifty bucks, and 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 bitcoin is almost fifty thousand right now. Why well, I, uh, I decided I listened to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan. Um, mm-hmm. Great interview, by the way, for anybody who's interested. But I kind of want to own a Tesla. Yeah, like they're cool. Within a few years, because it's insane the stuff that they were talking about with that, um, and they're honestly not that uh, out of reach for a price. Um, yeah. A lot of these like sports cars, like Audis, are like way more money. Yeah, uh, or right around the same. It's like ah, you know what? Like it might be worth to do it. I just worry about being in New York and not having a lot of electric uh, charging stations around. Really. But, yeah, I've got a few Teslas that roam around our neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, um, super safe. They seem to write really highly and really well. Um, yeah, they actually talked about on this car show or whatever that they were dropping off their Tesla um, that a lot of people watch. I don't know, Top Gear maybe. Oh yeah, been Top what Gear. it was. Mm-hmm. But they dropped off the Tesla, and the engineer who was there found a script that was written for it, and in that episode that they were doing the tesla they said that the car broke down and stuff like that and we're like making stuff up for like entertainment purposes but it didn't really happen in the early days of tesla and it hurt their stock significantly oh really Uh, and that coincided with when they took the the loan from the government to be able to keep going and all of that stuff so a little fun fact that's interesting why would they do that uh their defense was like it's for entertainment purposes blah 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 but Joe was like, that's messed up because yeah, people depend on that it? for information. Yeah. So that's a little little fun fact that they talked about. Obviously, this is Elon Musk's side of it. Who knows like what their side right. of it was? But right. I was like, man, can't believe anything these days. No. Definitely but, not. Um, I think that's all I had to talk about for my week. I'm sure I had something else, but 
no. Anyway, uh, let's move on. So normally we would have what we played now, um, but we'll just get right into feedback. Ooh, do we have some? We do. We have <gasps> one piece of feedback, and also we have to offer con- congratulations. Taterade. Taterade. So this is Tate. Uh, from Tate, who says, Sup, dudes. So my biggest news, uh, I'm writing this on Tuesday. This was like two weeks ago, uh, is that my wife is getting induced on Thursday and my little boy is going to be here. Can't wait. I've already been fantasizing about kicking his ass in Mario Kart in a few <laughs> years and not feeling any sort of bad about it. Uh, other news, I tried to send this picture to Dan on Instagram tonight and it wouldn't let me, but this is my reaction to not only the Mass Effect Legendary Edition trailer and release date, but also for the announcement of NCAA football coming back disclaimer this is actually not me uh it's a guy who is holding himself up on his body by his his boner <laughs> we didn't really talk funny. about I, we didn't talk about any of those no those i forgot all that either. stuff was gonna happen so we'll talk about that but first i want to offer tate congratulations on your little one being born yeah congrats um, buddy i i already talked to him on on instagram about it um but yeah very happy for you guys that's that's awesome um having kids is great i have five of them they're awesome that you know they're challenging at times but it's all good so worth it yeah yeah congrats on that uh yeah so mass effect Le- legendary edition yeah we didn't we didn't talk about that uh that's supposed to what what was the release date now i'm i i don't remember this is like two weeks ago that this 17th happened. of may here i'll look it up real quick okay um i i did not know ncaa football was coming back that i must have missed uh, yeah, they announced it. They said it's going to be, they think they're going to be on track for like a 2023 year. Uh, there's okay. a lot of rumors going around that they're going to use the actual player names and stuff like that, but they're going to work out a deal. Okay. Cool. Um, which I think would be amazing because they're doing the, how they did it before was so stupid. Uh, yeah, they Mass would Fe- have, they would oh, have numbers. And then after you played for a while, they would start getting like fake player names, right? They would be fake player names. Even like say who Trevor Lawrence with Clemson, um, uh, say there was a, a Matt or a NCAA football game, it'd be his likeness, his number, completely random name. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it's like you're using Trevor Lawrence, but yeah. it's not his name. Right. So I think it'd be worth them to work out a deal with the NCAA. Um, sure. The problem is, is like, you know, those old timey corporate entities that they, they don't they're a pain to deal with. So yeah. uh, it would depend on EA being able to do something. I think they should. I mean, honestly, the players profit off of, or the NCAA profits off them. They should be allowed to also in the inverse profit off of the yeah. NCAA. I think that's only sure. fair. Um, I don't like, I've never bought the college argument because a lot of these guys aren't really even doing college while they're there. <laughs> right. So I wouldn't if I didn't, if I didn't have to. God, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, and Mass Effect's Legendary Edition is going to be May 14th, 2021. Okay. It's going to be on everything. Yeah. Said Switch, but I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be awesome. I know they're changing. Well, everything's going to be there except the Pinnacle Station DLC, but that was because of data corruption uh, that they couldn't salvage that and it would delay the game too much to remake it. So there's that. They're changing a butt shot from Miranda, which had people upset. That had me upset. <laughs> uh, so the so there is that, and I I'm really excited. I'm probably gonna own this on PlayStation and PC. That's gonna uh-huh. be an example of something I own it on two different things. So sure. 
no multiplayer. Um, I know some people were kind of bumming about that, but it'll be interesting to see how they work in the um, preparedness for Mass Effect yeah, 3. Yeah, the third, yeah. They're, they're going to have to have some sort of workaround. Yeah, but I'm excited. I think everybody's excited. I don't know anybody who's like, ah, oh, this is dumb. Yeah. They showed off a tiny snippet of gameplay, and it looked, looked pretty good. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, come May 14th, it's all we're going to be playing, so. Yeah. Exactly. Regardless of what's actually out, that's probably sure. a wall play. Oh, definitely. Okay. But, um, I think that's everything, right? I do believe so, Dan. Okay. Um, again, congrats Tate, to you and the and the misses and on your little one. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Always All good right. to hear from from everybody. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, so yeah, what, what, what uh, so we, I, we want to get back into doing a schedule, um, of a night. I, cause I want to get back to streaming these two. I haven't been streaming them because they've been at random times. I can't really stream in the morning when we are, uh, when we were recording Sunday mornings cause of the chaos in my house in the background. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah we, we don't record- really. Well, we don't let people know either because we pretty much hate all of the social media except Instagram at this point. Yeah, yeah, and Instagram doesn't isn't good for that sort of thing. No, uh, so it's 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 just easiest to communicate with everyone through this, and then if pe- people have questions, they're always welcome to reach out to us on our own personal social medias. Um, but yeah, uh, so Will, you said Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night work, Sunday night. Yeah, those should be the three. Um. That'll be good on. Um, yeah, I would say those are probably safe bets. Monday, I don't usually work um, because the restaurant's closed. So okay, that's probably so you, the safest night. Okay, generally. so you don't want to start recording Monday nights then? Yeah, the only reason I didn't last night is because I already told friends I would play yeah. uh, games and watch the Leafs game with them. So Okay, I actually watched the Leafs game last night too. Or don't, most of get, it. don't get me going. I was so <laughs> mad at him. Ugh. Sure. It was 5-1 to one at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, 5 1. Well, and the Leafs are one of the top teams in the NHL this year. I'm like, all right, they're going to beat up on Ottawa for three games like they did Vancouver, and then they just blew it. Sure. Just like they did against that Zamboni driver. What Zamboni driver? Did I miss something? You don't remember when uh, the Carolina goalies got hurt and they brought in the Zamboni driver? Oh, of course. I I didn't know that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Stoned them completely. That was still one of the greatest moments in sports. I'm sorry. Yeah, it that was just so suck. cool. I wish it was against like the Bruins or right, somebody. Yeah. Oh, anybody. that would be great. <laughs> Not my team. But yeah, Mondays is the safest bet for me for sure. Okay, so let me call up a calendar because we'll we'll plan on recording next Monday already, even though right now it's Tuesday. So we'll plan on Monday the twenty second at yeah. between nine and nine fifteen. We'll be live right. on Twitch again. Uh, like I said, I would very much like to get back to the the live live streaming our our episodes too. So yeah, yeah, sounds good. Twenty second will be our next episode. I don't know what we're gonna do for a topic yet, but we'll come up with something. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else, Will? No, that is it for me, Dan. Okay. Uh, so that'll do it for episode four eighty five of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.